I'm Dan. And I'm Simon. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Simon, what are we talking about this week? This week, Dan, we are talking about Balankine, parentheses, horse race. Oh, really? Perfect. We're talking about everything else because it's been so bloody long it's since we did an episode. It's been ages. Absolutely ages. The last episode was released on July 11th. Oh, so it's going to be goodness. almost to, to the day, two months um, since we... Now, we and we were on a pretty good streak before then. We did actually do quite a few weeks in a row. We basically... Well, do, do you want to explain what happened this summer? Because it, it was both of us. Well, we, we, we got back into quite a good routine, which was then promptly in, interrupted by graduation shenanigans for me. You were away. Yeah. Um, you then, then went away. Then summer happened, and for those who may be new to the podcast, um, I, uh, I, I sing in a choir, and my, I, get the, I get the summer off from singing so I can come back in... In fact, we, we resume again tomorrow, next to Cathedral Choir, resume tomorrow. So we get some downtime to kind of, you know, rest our voices and properly relax before we hit the, uh, hit the new Michaelmas term with oodles of energy. Uh, and I rather cleverly decided to sing for my entire summer in various different places. And as a result, I'm very tired. I've also now started my new job. So I've got a Monday, Friday, nine till five proper desk job on top of everything else. So it's, it's very busy. Um, but I think I'm going to I'm going to talk about what my what I did in my summer a little bit later, and I'm sure you you've got plenty to tell as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I mean, we just, I just thought it was it was important that we just put it out there why we haven't been yes. doing stuff, so not because of laziness. We we managed to almost perfectly not overlap when we were away. Like as soon as you left. I had just come back from something. And as soon as you got mm. back, I then went away and did something. Um, we've both been busy boys this summer, actually. Very so, busy yeah. boys. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about. But we should talk about Balanchine. Or it might be Balanchine. I'm not actually sure. It's, it's spelled B-A-L-A-N-C-H-I-N-E. Will you Balan- be my Balanchine? <laughs> Bullet for a Balanchine. Um, mm, yes. Sometimes known as the Balanchine or Balanchine Stakes is a horse race Run over a distance of 1,800 metres. Would you happen to know, down off the top of your head, how many furlongs that is? Um, Have a stab. I'm going to say 30. Nine. That's nine furlongs. So what, oh, furlong close is... then. You know, Not, fairly yeah. close. 30. Uh, so a furlong's what, 200 metres then? Mm. That's No, it's 500 metres. Beg your pardon. A furlong is one of those words that sounds longer than it is, much like fathom. A fathom is only like seven or eight feet, isn't it? Or something like that. Uh, Yeah. And a fathom is defined by like, it, yeah, it's 1.82 metres. And I think yeah, it comes so about from... about seven feet. It's, it's six feet, precisely. Oh, right. Um, apparently, Close. that's the definition. But I think it also comes from a chain. Mm. Um, ch- ch- chain. Hang on, I'm Google. You, you might be able to hear, by the way, I have a very clicky new keyboard. Uh, oh, was it, it a mechanical jobby? I mean, it's the most basic one I could buy from Amazon. Wow. <laughs> so it's uh, nothing but the best. Yeah, the professionals in this podcast, nothing has changed. Uh, right, okay, no, so here we go. A chain, in the UK mm. at least, because I think that it depends where you are in the world, is 22 yards or 66 feet. So Got a it. chain was 11 fathoms. And one link is a hundredth part of a chain, which is so- about... <laughs> Incidentally, what? we've now added a new a new li- a new word to the list of things that you say in one way that I say another. Mm-hmm. I would say fathom, as in I couldn't possibly fathom it, whereas you say fathom. Fathom. Uh, I can't fathom it. Yeah, I suppose I would say it. Like, fathom it. Yeah, I, uh, that's a weird one actually. It it's almost it's like, like when you draw attention it's like to how Paul and Paul again. Walk. Remember that whole uh, that debacle. debacle. Um, oh, jinx. Yeah, there you go. Um, wow. Um, what we were saying so also yeah so uh, a furlong is two kilometers I don't know why I got my units wrong earlier I've literally got a, a multiple advanced degrees and I can't do basic arithmetic uh, anyway have you been to the races I have never been to a horse race or a race of any kind actually um, well you've done a beer mile yeah but I mean we're not animals <laughs> no, that's, that's, <laughs> and we're well, definitely not athletes so like I've never been to an that's, that's definitely true. meet and yeah, I don't know. Have you? You seem like the kind of person I could imagine you going to the horse races. I've been to the races a few times. I went once. We we went as a family to Ireland for New Year's, and I can't for the life of me remember the name of the racetrack. Hang on, 
Let me. Uh... Let me use my really quiet keyboard. Hang on. Uh, Clonmel, Killarney, Cork, Limerick, Listowel, Thurles, Tipperary, Tremor. Any of those? I think it was. I think it was Leopardstown. Ah, uh, in Leinster, County Leinster. Mm. Oh, it's a very exciting sounding place. It was really, it was a jolly day. We had a lovely time and we and I made some money, which was also quite nice. Do you know why it's called Leopardstown? Because they ride leopards instead of horses. It seems to have been an interesting um, degradation because it was originally the Lepers Town. And I think they ah. they might have rebranded it so that it's a little bit less um, leprosy based. <laughs> Um, there we go. Yeah, it was originally Town of the Lepers. And it's also featured in Spy Kids, a road sign for... Oh, I'm going to absolutely butcher this. Baile and Lippard, the Gaelic, I guess, for it, is seen outside Machete's shop. What? That's Machete so was weird. in Ireland? <laughs> anyway, um, wow, we got distracted. Welcome back to the <clears throat> Wikicast, everyone. If you're new, this is what happens all the time. We just get totally sidetracked. Um, no, we need to start. We need to start pegging these tangents. Okay, well, yeah, so you've not been to the races, I have, but tell us about yeah. this specific race. And this one is in, uh, it's not in Ireland, it is in Dubai, at the Maidan uh, race course. Um, oh, Dubai, the oh. island of the of the east. I, um, the... <laughs> That's what they say, isn't it? Something like that. Would you like some oil, to be sure? Um, <laughs> there's a, if you hover over the link for the Maidan race course, there is a lovely picture of like what you'd imagine like an Arab stands would be like. Lots of glass, lots of steel. It's very modern, a big sweeping roof. And then there's the grass that the horses are racing on, except there are no horses. There's a very expensive pair of uh, sports cars <laughs> on the grass. It's basically mm. the most Dubai thing I think I've ever seen. Um, that does sound fairly Dubai. Dubai, Dubai. How much? What? Dubaiesque. 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 See, it's um, Irish. Well, hang on. You, now you say that because that's funny you say that because the race is named after Balanchine or Balanchine, a horse who won the Oaks and the Irish Derby. In 1994, and he was Balankine. He's alive. Balankine is still alive, ladies and gentlemen. He's. It says Balankine horse, and he was born in 1991. Uh, hang on, what's a filly? Is a filly female? Uh, she's um she's still alive. She was born in 1991, and she won four. Wait, she ran eight times and won four races. That is the tiniest like record. I didn't realize that um top racehorses had such limited, mm. you know running streaks but she was written by um frankie dottori for most of those the the most famous i can't name any other jockeys to be fair so there you go star connection and yeah won the irish derby um and then um they've named this race after her for some reason Hmm. i don't know why (laughs) um and the race is restricted to female racehorses who are at least four years old although three-year-olds bred in the southern hemisphere also qualify because why <laughs> um i have th- that's that's such a why would you make a difference which hemisphere you were born in i guess it's because the seasons you, do you have like, does racing have like a season in winter or something like that i guess i don't i, I mean i don't i mean you've I only been to the races a couple it. of times i don't know why i'm asking you this stuff and yeah, there's very very few bits of information here um oh god this is the, right this annoys me okay first simon rant of the new season of the wiki cast it really annoys me when You'll go on Twitter, and you have Twitter as well. I'm at Simon Oxfiz, and you're at Daniel J. Moore. Daniel J. Moore, yes. When you will go on Twitter, and you'll see something trending, and it will be something like Godzilla or something, or or Evanescence is trending, Mm. and you're like, oh, hang on, that's weird. I haven't heard from them for ages. And it'll be the name of a f***ing horse. The Mm. number of times I've been clickbaited into clicking a trending hashtag and it's a bloody horse, I've lost count of how many times this has happened. And I don't know why this annoys me so much because I have no interest in horse racing whatsoever. And it gets me every time. I just Mm. don't learn from my mistakes. I don't I don't get that. I don't think I've ever come across a trending thing that turned out to be a horse. Well, maybe now what's happening is uh, Twitter's thought, ah, well, hang on, he really likes horses. Let's keep serving him the horse stories. Um, mm. God, it's just so... It's like when algorithms go bad, a.k.a. YouTube. Yes, so, oh, quite. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why that annoys me so much. But yeah, well, what do you, is there anything that's that keeps coming up in your trending then that I'm not seeing? Well, I don't think other than stuff that is actually trending, i.e., Boris Johnson. Um, Please get out of my town. Yes, <laughs> I will. I will soon. I, I very soon. <laughs> For those um, of you who aren't from the UK, are uh, um, the chimpanzee in a suit who is our prime minister right now was in. It was somewhere in Yorkshire, wasn't it? I can't remember exactly yeah. where. Was doing this thing on the street, and it was BBC like one. It was on the evening news. This little old northern man, very politely, I think he may have even been wearing a flat cap. Actually, comes up to Boris Johnson, just shakes his hand, and is like, "Please leave my town." Um, <laughs> And Boris Johnson just goes, I will very soon. And then, yes. you know, wanders off. And it's just like, oh, for Bless. God's sake. How how did it come to this? Mm. Um, well. So, yeah, that stuff trends for you, but you don't get any of the weird <laughs> like horses. No, I don't think so. Should we date this episode? We're, we're, as of the time of recording, my Twitter trends are people... Oh, for f***'s sake. Hashtag people's prime minister. Um, oh, great Scott. What's happening? Is there sport happening this weekend? There's always sport on the weekends. It's a horse! Jesus f***ing Christ, it's a horse! Oh my God. That was me thinking that there was a, some kind of sports match happening. There's an Ireland versus Wales happening right now, it which is, is rugby. Yeah. So I just assumed that there was a Scottish... For f*** me, it's a horse, Dan. That... Get off of my timeline. Oh, so why does this annoy me so much? Bizarre. Uh, what else is trending? Gillian Anderson is trending. Sex mm, education. That. Oh, look at why she's trending. Oh, that's she's going to be, be playing Maggie Thatcher in The Crown season four. Milk Snatcher. Milk Snatcher. Maggie oh, Thatcher. Yeah. Milk Snatcher. Yeah, this is going to be make for a lot of very confusing crushes for people. <clears> I think. Um, yeah. Oh, and Bearstow is trending. I can mm. only assume it's because of his. No, it's cricket. It's not the musician. It's cricket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, actually, and that's something. Are you a fan of cricket? I do like cricket. Yes. You know, you share both Aussie and English heritage. You're obviously not the blood, but you know, growing up there. So like, mm. it's two cultures that you share. the The stuff that England has been pulling off recently has been unbelievable. Mm. Um, yeah. I think in the time since we last recorded an episode, England won the Cricket World Cup in the most dramatic style possible, which was like they tied a cricket match and then they had to go to a super over, which is basically like instant death. Mm. Um, yeah. getting to that instant death was um, the, the biggest fluke possible whereas the batsman accidentally scored an additional four runs um, because he accidentally hit the ball with his bat and then in the super over it was like one run in it or something there was like something unbelievable I can't even remember it now that happened and then in the ashes England <clears throat> clawed it back seemingly from an impossible inevitable loss Um mm. I'm not even that into cricket. And it was cricket. Ben Stokes, wasn't it, who did a... Both times. particularly fine. Yes, yeah. Yeah, both times. I mean... He's definitely yeah, getting a knighthood, isn't he? Yeah, sports personality the, uh, of the week, surely. Yeah, yeah. Of the week, um, of the year. Of the year, sorry. <laughs> That's sports, the one I meant. The most, the most underwhelming award. Um, <laughs> sports of the week. week. <laughs> He'd be oh. so offended. England's uh, cricketing uh, employee of the week. Well done, yes, yeah. Joe. <laughs> you have a voucher for to WH Smith. Oh, it's going to be for like Fosters. If you're a cricketer, mm. you're going to get like a free pint of Fosters or something. It's going to yeah. be. Why, why did cricketers love that so much? It seems to be cricketers okay. and footballers like piss lager for some reason. I don't um, know. For those of you not from the UK, by the way, Fosters isn't actually piss. It just remarkably tastes like it, um, mm. and would look like it as well if you ate a lot of carbon dioxide. I guess. Um, I guess, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's what's trending on me. And then Red 19, Death by Brexit, which is what I feel like we're all living through. That's mm. been... We're not going to talk about it. We're just not going to... Happy thoughts. Nope. Happy thoughts, Dan. Happy thoughts, um, yes, quite. Like, um, so what triggered that for me was an unbelievable coincidence that I did actually just get clickbaited into looking at a horse on Twitter. Um, was just the names. I, You know, horses do often have, like, amazing names, um, mm. racehorses, and, like, some of these uh, that have won this race range from just Deem D-E-E-M to uh, Mabuba <laughs> Beg <Sorry>. your pardon? <laughs> Mabuba <laughs> M-A-H-B-O-O-B-A Mabuba Does wow. that, Is that like a normal given name? Um, um, I wouldn't say it's normal it, Well, <laughs> not for us I've ever heard. You know, I haven't heard that I haven't heard that uh... There before. is actually a song called Mabuba by. So it's just such a great word. Mabuba's. Um, Mabuba by, Haroon. By 
Yeah. Do you want to have a listen to what this sounds like? Yeah, let's have a listen. Oh my god, when was this released? Jesus, is is Santa on the way? <laughs> it was shot in Egypt. Oh my god. I'm good waiting Lord. for the beat to drop. Here it comes! Here it comes! This sounds like a modern remix of the music from Pharaoh, the game. Mm, yeah. That's that's quite enough of that. Jesus Christ. How like being a music video director must be the trippiest thing. Like mm. you, you th- these music videos cuz this is from what? It's got to be from hang on 17 people are saying 17. So this is like from about 2000, 2002. Right. The all the music videos from that era were mental. I mean that was like just mm. past the era when like Michael Bay did a bunch of music videos, I know. Like everything was just so it's all the stuff like cloth blowing in the wind and um uh like like various dutch angles of clouds <laughs> and you yes, know yeah. people zooming through places. It's it's just so trippy and weird. And then and the ca- music and it's video... quite carbon copy in its Oh yeah, they're all the same. You know, like, you know exactly, yeah. And then the um music video came out for um um, is it Call On Me? The the Eric Pride's um, dance remix. The Call On Me, On Me. Like, and it's, the, it's like just oh, yeah, a yeah. dance class with just women not wearing very much. And I swear that was everywhere. And then that after that, basically all music videos were like that. Like, well, bring back the trippy music videos. Like, <laughs> Can you <laughs> remember Booper. the video to... Um, oh, golly. It was... Um, who did Ruby... Was it the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something? No, it's Kaiser Chiefs, wasn't it, Ruby? Guys, that's it, yeah. Can you remember the music video to that? I'm looking it up now. This is great podcasting. It was the one where they 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 built a um they built a city in miniature. It was really it was oh, a really yeah. cool video. Do you remember? Oh, it? And, it, and I'm just looking at it now. So for those of you who are listening at home, it's um yeah, it, it, almost like a sped up version of like Sim City, where they, these buildings are being built around them, but they're all yeah like a model village, but of skyscrapers and. Um, things like that oh that's really cool what's your favorite music video do you think what's like what's one that really sticks with you oh golly i don't know um it's not an art form that i think people actually no people do appreciate really because they're so big on youtube whenever like a big artist drops a song um Mm. i mean the one that i actually watched one this morning which was the lil nas um i'm gonna have to look up what the name of the song was because it was awful it was lil nas with Oh, it's not on trending anymore. That's interesting. Oh, tell you what is a good, a good music video. You're going to say something by Billie Eilish. No, I'm going to say, uh, I mean, that also. <laughs> I don't really know where I stand on Billie Eilish, to be honest, because part of me doesn't... I thought you were a fan. Well, I think I am a bit of a fan, but I don't know why. When I start thinking about why I'm a fan, I think I need to stop thinking about why I'm a fan. <laughs> okay. Because I, d- I, don't, I don't know whether my intentions are entirely pure. Um, How however, old is Billie Eilish? I thought was not old. Was... I don't think she's old enough. I <laughs> think she's like seventeen. <laughs> Sorry, are Hang you are, are you nearly admitting to pederasty on the internet? How old? I don't genuinely don't know how old she is. No, Let's she's. Have a look. Oh no, she's turning eighteen in December. She also looks like a goth version of Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, she does. She's she's interesting. No, I was going to say. Um... <laughs> so he says rapidly moving the conversation. <laughs> <about> <laughs> moving moving on from Billie Eilish to Dodie Clark. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, her video, her the music video to her to her um, EP Intertwined from the Human album is oh. really cool. Is that the, the faces the... on the wall? No, it's the one that's done at a doll's house. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, the little mess really song, by good. the way. For people at home who have bad taste in music, the little last song was Panini. That was the one that I watched this morning. It's like great production value, but terrible. It was directed by Sammy Paul. Oh, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I should be seeing both Sammy and Dodie tonight. I'm going to a party. Um, it was Hannah Whitton's wow. engagement party. Um, what a what should... a clang. I know, right? I think I'm going to watch a film with the Choral Scholars of Exeter Cathedral and have uh, Carbonara. I'm actually not sure which one of our evenings I prefer to do, to be honest. Um, Which film is it? I don't know. We haven't decided yet. It better be chicken run. All I know is that I have to pick up some garlic bread on my way. Chicken run. Just do it. The most underrated chicken run of all time. Is is a good shout. It's going to be quite exciting because because it's the first day back tomorrow. Um, Mm. We have Eucharist will be a romp because we're doing the urn mess solennel. So that'll be a nice shout. Yes! (laughs) And then uh, the afternoon, even song... Um, it's exciting on many counts, not only because we'll be installing the new choral scholars, organ scholar, senior choristers, etc. Um, but also it'll be the first time I've been able to whack out my academic hood for a service. Oh, well, in Exeter. You- <laughs> I've been wearing it in... Uh, I, was, I was wearing it in Truro, but... Um, He's going to rock out with his frock out. 
Yeah, um, I am. <laughs> I'm very excited. Remember, keep your academic hood on the inside, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can yes, get in trouble yeah. with the police. <laughs> oh boy, that's uh, oh dear. Oh, I, what was I going to? I was going to say. Oh yeah, bad romance. That's a that's a f-ing classic music video. The Lady Gaga one. That's all weird, and it ends with like the charred corpse on her bed. That mm. one was that one's iconic. Also, Junior Senior, Move Your Feet. That one stuck with me all these years. That was the eight bit mm-hmm. one where it's like um, uh, like a squirrel blowing mm. stuff up and it's like a side scroller that's oh god this, that was probably released when was that released that was probably released before most people listening to this podcast were born um, how does that song go Dan can you give them a rendition which one is this uh, junior senior move your feet I'm blanking you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go that's the one that's like bam 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 everybody move oh, the yeah. anvil united oh that one nice that's a that, that's a tune. That's, that's a up there with one of my all-time favorite songs of all time ever. Um, to give it its proper title is um, Robbie Williams' "Rock DJ." Oh my god, yes! Oh, uh, god. The music such, video for that such a good song. Where he's like Absolute. he's 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 stripping, and then eventually he's just like takes off his skin and flesh, and he's just a skeleton dancing. Yeah, and then the yeah, girls it's... come and dance with him. That's so cheesy. That song. Now that is an example, actually, of a song. That, uh, and this happened for quite a few like big hit songs. I never heard the originals growing up. I grew up mm. listening to the Wurzels cover versions of these songs. So of course you did. Um, of course you did. Because hang on, Rock DJ. Uh, uh, can I send you a link to this? Uh, Incidentally, just just as a brief a brief reason to explain why this song is so good, you get the absolutely incredible. Uh, part of a verse which is singing in the classes music for your masses give no head give no, no head no backstage passes <laughs> yeah have a proper giggle i'll be quite polite but when i rock the mic i rock the mic right, right. that's so it's brilliant i've just Absolutely sent you a link superb. to the wurzels okay. version adam can you please include a little segment here of the wurzels version of rock dj <laughs> my childhood i don't want Oh my good lord, this is incredible. <laughs> this was how I was introduced to popular music. This, this was how it worked for me. And there's I, so find many. My, I want to find my favourite bit of that verse. <laughs> I have a proper giggle, I'll be quite alright, but when I rock the mic, I rock the mic right. That's absolutely wonderful. That's how awesome. brilliant. I'll send you a playlist. I didn't know this existed. Oh, that that album, Never Mind the Bullocks, is amazing. Um, that Honestly, yeah, that was how I grew up with... Like, don't look back in anger was another one. That I oh just, my god! I ooh, are just a little bit. Just a little bit. Ooh, are a little bit more. Ooh, are <laughs> just a little bit. You are what I'm looking for. It's Chelsea so Dagger. Good. No, this is this can't be possible. <laughs> We've broken down. <laughs> this is uh This has made my day. <laughs> the Wurzels Sex Farm. Sex Farm. Sex Farm. That's that one. I think it's a uh, sex bomb. That is. Yeah. Well, there we go. Oh my god, That's, Ruby! Uh, they did. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I don't think I've heard. They did. It's come Ruby. full circle. There's, there's a, there there's a music go. video. Is there? Oh my god, yeah. you're right. Oh, it's them playing in a what's clearly a bar. For those of you who maybe don't know, the Wurzels are a, a, a very popular uh, music group from the West Country where I grew up, and um, mm. they are a bunch of old white farmers who do have their own songs. They're most famous for I've Got a Brand New Combine Harvester and I'll Give You the Key. Um, mm. Then they also do covers like this. And, oh, it's just so much fun. There's a, there is a northern version as well. Um, there's a northern group called the Lancashire Hot Pots, I believe, uh, if people are interested in northern music. But there we go. That's um, that's your homework, people. There'll be a link to that playlist in the description of the episode. Go nuts. <laughs> But actually, that brings us neatly on, Dan. Oh, we planned this to perfection. You thought this was all just a a weird diversion and a sidetrack. No, because Dan, what is your choral piece of the week? And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. Well, what a lovely lead, because I've been doing so much singing over the summer. My, uh, My choices for choral piece of the week are going to be quite challenging, but I'll do my very best. I started my summer of singing with the Exxon singers in 
Tavistock for their uh, their annual festival, which was a which was a very fun time, quite exhausting because we sang an awful lot of music, um, a concert every evening and a service of Compline. But that was jolly. Most of the music was new to me, I'd say, the vast majority of it, with the exception of some of the stuff we did for Evensong, because we did both a live we did a live recording for Sunday worship and then a recorded Radio Three broadcast, which actually was on the radio. Uh, yesterday or the day before, I believe. No, yeah, the day before it was on Thursday. Um, oh, really? So if you go, if you go onto the BBC Radio iPlayer and you search, I'm just going to see if this actually works. Uh, if you search Evensong, then you should be able to see. It's kind of amazing that even after how many years in chapel choir and now singing mm. every day in the cathedral mm. for a year, there's still a huge amount of music that is. Oh, you haven't even, even scratched the this... surface. Even within this tiny little genre of Anglican music, it is so deep. Mm. So, yeah, here we go. So you will see on that even... Um, if you search Choral Evensong episodes available now, Tavistock Parish Church with the Exxon Singers is up there. I'll put a link in the description. So if you're listening to this relatively soon after release, it should still be available. Yes. And while you're there, if you go down two more searches, you will see there is a live recording uh, of... Even song from Eddington Priory, which is where I was uh, with the at the Eddington Festival, which is another colossal um, sacred choral music fest um, with several different choirs, uh, and it was the most wonderful week I think I've spent singing ever. Uh, there were I've met some in- incredibly gifted people; they were all lovely, um, and it was so nice for a week just to be surrounded by people who were as obsessed of over music as you are you know the biggest difference though is um so it was myself and matt jeffrey the other tenor choral scholar and we mm-hmm. joined the of there's four choirs there there's the the consort the nave choir no that's not there's three there's the consort there's the nave choir and there's the scholar i was singing mm-hmm. in the scholar and the scholar sing all four services every day so at the end of the week you've done 27 services which is pretty incredible we have wow. a an the office of matins at nine o'clock, Eucharist at about eleven o'clock, I think. Even song at seven o'clock, and Compline at nine o'clock every day. Um, but the scholar sing uh, exclusively Gregorian chant, oh. um, proper Gregorian chant too. So, so you know when the chapel choir do Compline, um, mm. it's all it's all chanted, but it's written on a on a on a five five line stave in a in a kind of conventional treble or bass clef whereas yeah. in in the Gregorian chant we were singing we were singing it in, in its original kind of neumes uh format so that was really interesting because obviously for Matt and myself we don't really ever sing chant at next to cathedral and it's a completely different way of reading the music and it's a completely different way of singing um because there's so much more focus on line and the, the sound is kind of not really interrupted and you you judge note values really Unless it's unless a note is uh, lengthened, um, by you just kind of feel it as an ensemble, and it's mm. an, it's an incredibly tactile way of singing, and and unbelievably rewarding. So I'm I'm now slightly obsessed, uh, <laughs> and so my choral piece of the week is going to be the monastic tone of Salve Regina, which you can hear on the Eddington Priory. Uh, even song recording as the antiphon towards the end of the service and it's absolutely incredible um the choir was was led by uh peter stevens who is assistant director of music at westminster cathedral um absolutely wonderful and super super knowledgeable uh and he uh he's sparked i think a new a new fire in matt and i of just being obsessed over uh over chant of all things i didn't think i was gonna say because chant you'd think would be so simplistic compared to polyphony or you know compared Mm. to the 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 kind of motets and things that you sing more more frequently but you found i I guess almost like anglican music itself then it's it's very narrow but it's very deep as a genre Mm. that's really interesting It's, it's amazing it's really amazing and the as i say the um hang on let me find Solemn monastic tone. That's why I'm confused. Okay, I'm now sending you a link, and we'll include this link in the show notes as per usual, um, so you can give it a give it a look. Um, have a look at that. So obviously we sing it in the Latin. Oh wow! Uh, that, now that's because I've seen some. I'm actually doing a project with Chapel Choir at the moment where we're recording some plain song um, mm-hmm. with a similar notation, but there are 
bits of this notation that I don't recognize them. The owl value, yeah. right? Is that uh is it is it like a slide down? I'm trying to read the the notes on the page here. Yeah, it's really weird. So all of these little um these little squares and squiggles have have names. So um for instance, do you see uh, this is really brilliant. Um, listeners, at this point, you need to pull up. You need to pull up the score in front of you, and and we'll go through. Um, I'm trying to find my favourite. It's an interactive section of the podcast where yeah. you have to look at the visual guide. Put on your 3D glasses now. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, so um, do you see in the section Marta Misericordia? Uh, there are three notes that you sing on D A, and it looks like a triangle. Uh, yes. That's called a Torculus. Oh, that sounds like a great name for a space marine. I remember it's Torculus because it sounds like Tetris and it looks like a Tetris shape. So can you sing, for the pe- for the viewers at home uh, who are looking at this, their uh, scores right now, could you sing the Misericordia? Or is it easier just to do the whole phrase? Probably that- easier to do the whole phrase. So do the whole phrase for us, please, Dan. Okay, right. This is going to test me. I know for I know for a fact that Peter Stevens actually listens to this podcast. <laughs> so I'm, really, oh! I'm, really, I'm really nervous now. Um <laughs> So it would be something like Salve Regina Mater Misericordiae Vita Dulce Edo Like that. That's but it, do you see so, what I mean? It's got it's got this flowing kind of. Um, if you see a dot ne- on a on a square or a line above it, uh, a line is called an epicema. Huh. Yeah, it's an it is an epicema, and then I forget what dots are called. Um, so, but they they lengthen the notes. So it is actually very intuitive. You know, it is mm. just the 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 value of sorry the pitch depends on where the black ink is above the stave. Even if it's not in a key signature, and even if the the you're effectively just um, it's like glissandos, right? You're just having a glissando between so the what what you know the um the 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 downward stroke of it is like a glissando. Then you jump back up. Mm. It's like a it's trill. really it's a th- it's a really thrilling way to sing. Because it's, as I say, it's you're so there's so much contact with what you're singing, and it, it's it's actually really odd. So to close the week, we sang um, Alma Redemptoris Mater, I think, by Palestrina, which was mm. going back to just four part TTBB polyphony, and that was mm. thrilling. Palestrina is always thrilling, and he's absolutely my favourite composer. But you do feel almost a, a kind of not constrained, but it's you're have to you're in a complete different headspace because you're mm. so you're everything is suddenly so rhythmically bound, whereas there's such freedom of expression and space um, when you're singing singing in the kind of numes way of, mm. of, of notate you know notating stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. So, folks, the monastic Salve Regina, you can hear it on BBC Radio 3, uh, choral even song from Eddington Priory. If you look in the notes for that recording, you'll see Salve Regina plain song as the antiphon at the end. Give it a listen. It's really, really cool. Um, and one of the other things we did was um, Matt and I uh, intoned the entire litany of saints for a, for a service. So I have um, no reference for how long that would take. A very long time. Oh. <laughs> um, the Litany of the Saints uh, is a formal prayer of the Catholic Church and Western Rite Orthodox communities. It is a prayer to the triune God, which also includes invocations to the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the angels and all the martyrs and saints upon whom Christianity was founded. So the list is huge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, have a have a and that the Wikipedia article for it gives you the list. Um, OK, I'm clicking on the link, ladies and gentlemen. And it's good, good, giddy aunt. Yeah. So it's done as a, a call and response between between each one. But it's oh it's huge. Oh my God, that's enormous. How long did that take you? Quite a while. I think the whole thing goes for about 15 minutes. Um, and we did it in procession, like candlelit procession. It was amazing. There's an amazing picture here of on the um, article for the Litany of Saints, where mm. um, it apparently it's usually sung in an ordination mass. So when people are becoming ordained to be priests and there mm. are these uh candidates who are just laying flat on the floor uh covered in rose petals it literally looks like 
someone's dropped an AOE bomb over the top of a bunch of priests and they've just been decked by a deluge of flower petals. It looks really bizarre. Um, I've mm. never seen that before. Wow. So there we go. High octane um, plain song chanting, ladies and gentlemen. The really cast is back. Was that your tail wagging? My tail. It sounded like, like your tail was wagging against the, you know, underside of, t- of a desk or something. No, no. No, my tail's uh, pretty still at the moment. <laughs> Top lad! But, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, oh, sorry. he's still going. It's so, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So that leads us up to Patreon Corner, um, which is, you know, the, the, the engine of the podcast. This is the fuel that makes everything happen. Um, and we'd like to thank everybody who has remained a patron um, during our little hiatus, because goodness knows you could have walked away and it would be absolutely fine because we'd not made anything for two months. Um, but thank you very much to the people who, who have stuck with us. Um, I would just like to thank all the people. No, no, no. Before we get into specifics, Dan, where what mm. is what's a Patreon, Dan? A Patreon is a wonderful thing. Uh, the wonderful thing about Patreons is no, that's trying to do the Tigger song from Winnie. It's not going to work. Um, <laughs> Patreon is what keeps this podcast afloat. Um, not only does it pay for our hosting, and um, whenever we need money to do something, um, the Patreon and the wonderful patrons who give one or five dollars a month um, allow this podcast to keep going it also pays for our donations to the wikimedia foundation every month which of course is a wonderful wonderful thing and it also allows us to do things like merchandise which we did a while ago um which hopefully we're going to be doing some more of um, i have a little note on my board that says wikicast merch by end of year so we're going to need to i yes. do I, I definitely want to do more and we have talked about some designs that will be maybe now some, we're back maybe on a regular some, schedule we can maybe some christmas christmas merch would be fun oh golly there's, let's, let's there's get some a, the Wikicast uh, logo and and some Santa hats. On, no, it's uh, got to be you singing. We've got to have some kind of design for you singing. Uh, like that's yeah, the okay. that's the Christmas themed. And then I'll be dressed watching. as Santa singing plain song. How about that? And then I'll be in the back with two little pennants that are like Dan number one fan go yes or something yeah. like that. I'm like yeah. Woo! Uh, <laughs> with a big inflatable hand. You know the big with the, like the pointy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there we go merchandise is gonna happen but yes dan is completely right this is the, the the patreon is what finances the show we don't make money in any other way um so thank you very much for your support and uh actually well we'll talk about it um in the next section i think um because i've just realized that we've skipped something out which we need to return to we'll, we'll get back to it in just a second but before we do that the money for this podcast has come from the top dogs the true Wait, hang on, I've gone on the wrong bloody one. It's been so long. I was looking, I thought there were not very many patrons because mm. when you support the show, you need to choose if the cat or the dog is the, the premier household pet. And of course, way more people have believed that the cat is superior. So I'd like to thank all the top cat supporters. Uh, that is Choco Cat, Cole Mansfield, the one and only Dan Hanby, Ferdinand Singh, Hans J, Isabel Ostrowski, John Manlian, Layla Medina, Lewis Watson, Oliver Burkhart, Oliver Craigie, Omar Miranda, Princess Andromeda, Rents Cook, River Ward, The Chosen One, and William Humphreys. You people have good taste in both pets and podcasts. And for those slightly better people who prefer dogs, I'd like to say a massive thank you to Ben McMurtry, Colin J. Brown, Eric Shun, Eric Bolliger, uh, Jax... Oh, hang on now, this is a... Oh, how do I say that? That's not fair, Jackson. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to spell this out. <clears throat> I'm going to say this letter by letter for the viewers at home. Yeah. D, E with a cedilla, B-O-R-K-Z-G-O, accent acute... R-Z-C-S-K-I, which sounds and, like... Uh, sounds Jackson de Borksgrovsky. That's de probably Borks... not a million miles away. De Borksgorsky. De Borksgorsky. Anyway, let's just go with Jackson. Jackson, uh, Kodzo, Kyle Much, uh, Luca Schulman, uh, Maggie and Nina Coulton and Peter Reed. Thank you so much. Fine people, one and all. And if you would, based on this episode, perhaps you're new here, if you would like to support the show, if you'd like to support the Wikimedia Foundation via us, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Wikicast and you can donate just a dollar or five dollars a month if you want to be a top cat or a top dog. I'd just like to shout out a random person from Team Cat, actually. I'd like to thank um, Sophia Pickley. Thank you very Mm. much, Sophia, for your continued support of the show. And I am going to do a, a random pick as well. And it's going to be... Samantha Pavau. Ooh. Pavau. 
Wow. Well, thank you very much, Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, one and all. And now that we're back on a regular schedule, this money will actually be going to do something. Paying for our time entertaining you with nonsense. Top lad, write down. I wanted to bring back, very briefly, because we, we've scrapped it in the past, Critics Corner. And we got rid of Critics Corner because it was us talking a whole bunch of fluff about stuff and people didn't really care. And it also pissed mm. off Sally LePage, which is why I brought mm. it back just this once. World of Warcraft. Oh, don't. Do you really want to do this? Yes, I do want to do this, Dan, because it's a oh, big no. thing. And I know how excited you are. Yes. What, what has happened with World of Warcraft recently? So... The World of Warcraft classic has has been released, uh, and it's been unleashed golly, what onto a, the nerd what community. What a thrilling time it was! I, I I played as soon as it went live. I sat in a queue for sixty five minutes to try and get into the <sighs> server because it was that busy. Look, Blizzard uh, are a little tiny company. They can't afford proper servers. So, you know, mm, you've got to cut them some slack. Well, the thing that was so fun about it is that I I the character I made, which now it's going to get incredibly nerdy and embarrassing, but here we are, <laughs> was a gnome warlock, which was the first character I ever made when I played the game. And the waves of nostalgia were incredible. I'd about three days prior to the game going live, I'd sent off an application, basically a kind of a cover letter and CV to join a uh, a guild. And I was accepted and I'm now in that guild and it's all very jolly. Um, it's just wonderful fun. I haven't been able to play for a while simply because of work and, and things, but it's just the most wonderful thing. It It's just like it was when I first started playing. As I say, the nostalgia is huge. It's a it's a wonderful thing. And I'm very happy. How, how much would you say you've played since since it's been Ooh, re- I can go in. It's, I can go. I can. Next time I go into the game for next episode, I'll actually give you a hour breakdown because it will tell me how you can. Because I was playing time. Seeing as we have now actually had two months of Patreon money where we didn't make any episodes, why don't we spaff mm. all of that? Me playing Warcraft with you for a couple of hours and we make some videos about it to go on Spongy and Electric. That is a marvellous idea. Because we have recently also, we should point out, been playing some Minecraft. We played some hardcore Minecraft. Um, we did. That was really fun. And it was so much fun. We nearly died. I went down to half a heart so many times. We need to get back into that, actually, because we were doing rather well. We we were doing pretty well, and I I would I don't know I just really like doing co-op games like that because I've been playing some stuff with the Ogs recently. It's just really opened my eyes to how fun it can be. So mm. I think that yeah we should we should try and organize a time. We'll do like a couple of sessions of us playing Warcraft, and we'll put it on Spongy and Electric. If people like the sound mm. of that, let us know in the Discord because um, we have a Discord by the way. You can check a link in the description. Um, uh, or, or our email or what have you and we can do that because I think it's time that I shared in this hobby of yours Dan um, it's, it's a wonderful thing bless you you're terribly excited and because obviously what Warcraft is incredibly intensive on a computer it's it's graphically very intensive um, it's well like fortunately fortunately um, it's not because it's been the game. The game was released. The the game is released as it was in two thousand six. So you're running two thousand and six level intensity, basically. Yeah. Is it actually that could be complete? Bull- I don't think it was two thousand six. No, it could. But I mean, it, it looks like it was made in the mid. Well, yeah, the late nineties, so early two thousand. This the the classic game is much much nicer to run. Um, mm-hmm. Let me let me look up and see when it came out. It was released in two thousand four. So, um, 2004 graphics. Um, yeah. I oh yeah, of course it's 15th anniversary. Yeah, because I am building a new computer. What I was leading up to is that I will, with my fancy new computer that's able to melt my face off with how fast it is, um, I will be able to play it and you know record and stream and all that kind of stuff. So we can make it look good, Dan. Um, and massive shout out to Adam, uh, one of the mods, one of the admins, um, who is coming over. Actually, I'm literally in the process of buying him some train tickets as we speak um, to come over wow. to my house. And um, yeah, I was listening to your plane song thing uh, very intently. Um, and um, he's going to come over and help me build it. So uh, that's going to be something which I'll probably stream on my Twitch. But with that new computer, we should play some Warcraft, Dan. And I am, mm. I've, I watched Hat Films do a stream of it and it just looked fun. I was like, that was the thing that sold me. I was like, you know what? Yes, let's let's go full role play and you know kick the shit out of some boars or whatever it is you have to do in the starting zone. I'm down. It's what I'm saying. That that excites me. It really does. So it's that time again. It has been a very long time since we've done an episode, but fret not. We our lovely readers have delivered, and we have a confession for you. It's, it's been, time to it's go been quite to a long time. The Chapel of County Confe- Pedantry. Yeah, County Pedantry. Which is uh, in in Dubai, the I- island of the, of the Middle East. 
We have a confession here from the saucepan sinner. Oh. Are they related to the cacti crook? It might, they might be. I don't know. We'll have oh, to the Irish accent's back. Here we go. Here we go. Back into it. Right. A favourite of people from <clears throat> Ireland who listen to this show. Yeah. Not at all offensive. Here we go. <clears throat> Dear fathers, I came to confess my sins. About a year and a half ago was my first year at uni and my first time living away from home as supposedly fully-fledged adult. Over the course of a couple of days, I became quite ill with a fever in sickness. Turns out it was a kidney infection. I thought it was food poisoning for at least three days because I'm not a great cook. In an oh, attempt Jesus. to get better, I, I tucked myself up in bed for a couple of days with a saucepan in case I was sick. It's what a lovely <laughs> image. Over the following 24 hours, I was sick a number of times, but only twice into the saucepan. On each occasion, I rinsed out this saucepan as soon as I could and as best as I could. Although I'm not sure how well it was washed, given my feverish state and teary eyes. Dan, I'm not, I'm not sure I like where this is going. I don't think I, I like it's where this is going. Danger. Danger. <laughs> Having spoken to my parents, we decided it was best to get me home as my doctor's surgery is in the hometown is not where I went to uni. Upon the arrival of my parents, I decided to leave the saucepan in my shower so as not to contaminate any other kitchenwares. I had to stay home for something like nine days with this kidney infection and completely forgot about my saucepan. When I came back to uni, I realised I'd left the saucepan in my shower and scrubbed the life out of it because I was ex- it was an expensive saucepan and I was a pretty poor student. The following day, I cooked dinner for my boyfriend at the time with the saucepan. And I also allowed food for my flatmates to be cooked in it months later for a flat dinner. None of them knew I was sick in that pan. I feel pretty guilty, even though uh, nobody blame... Oh, hang on. Sorry, no, I, just, I can't read. I feel pretty guilty. Oh. <laughs> I feel pretty guilty about it, all, about, about it all, even though nobody became ill from any of my cooking utensils. Please forgive my sins, the saucepan sinner. Wow. Well, golly, I mean, what a what a tale of, of woe and, and, and nauseating sadness. The, 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 <laughs> the saucepan sinner. You're the modern day version of a plague rat, just spreading that your illness. Is, that's lovely. Oh, no. no you, you know what? Ah, typhoid Mary. Yes, that's it's it. A, it's a Yogpod. It's a classic ty- Yogpod reference. It's a, it's typhoid, a typhoid Mary. Mary. Poor old Mary who died in a well. Oh, we've um, got a typhoid Mary. Yeah, we have. Well, um, I th- I think the, the saucepan sinner, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Danvi, we absolve you of your sins. Um, just don't be sick sick in any more pans, for Christ's no. sake. Good, good Lord. And I hope you're better g- now. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yes, I hope you do feel better. Um, that's 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 a rough time. I really uh, hope it wasn't that- a non-stick so- non-stick saucepan. Otherwise, I'm gonna be very sad. Well, it was afterwards. It should have been a non-sick saucepan, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Oh, it's very good. It's so witty. But so really sharp. Oh, beehive. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, it's not that kind of illness. Um, now, if you have, dear reader, a confession that you'd like to make, then you can send mm. it to us at spongyelectricgmail.com. If you put confession in the in some way in the subject line, we will anonymize anything that is sent to us in that manner. Although the saucepan sinner has chosen their own sobriquet. Um, mm then, you know, please do send us. And it could be tiny, it could be huge. My favourite is still the person who, what was it, got a blowy from a mother of two without knowing that they were a mother of two. On uh, Exeter Cathedral Green. On Exeter Cathedral Green. Absolutely um, outstanding. If you can top that, then please send something in. But you can have something big or something small. Um, Do pop us an email at spongyelectricgmail.com and we will, a guaranteed absolution, unless you admit to war crimes or something like that, then that's kind of... In which case, we will contact The Hague. The Hague, um, exactly. Um, yes. But anything smaller than that, then yes, let us know and we'll absolve you of your sins. Guaranteed from the, the tiny little chapel of uh, County Pedantry, Dubai. Um, but with that... <laughs> Superb. Yeah, very good. <laughs> it's, it's probably about time, Dan, that we took a hop, skip and a jump over to the final corner of this polygonal podcast. It's time for the correspondence. Okay, so, speed round. Um, first up, we have an email uh, from Harry Kennedy about Japanese literature. Hey guys, I heard you were both talking about Murakami and um, Japanese authors in the anniversary episode. I'm a huge fan of Japanese culture and Murakami is a great intro to it. Ryu Murakami also comes highly recommended. Coin Locker Babies, oh, what a title, is a great read. Uh, one only needs to read the first page to see it's something that they could bear reading. Oh, yeah, with that title, that makes sense. Um, Simon, I think the author you were struggling to remember was Yukio Mishima. Um, just a, just a as a seven... brief interruption, um, yep. 
my housemate has just appeared in the garden. He's been away. I didn't know he was coming back today. <laughs> he's oh. just, he's just li- I suddenly looked up and he was staring at me through the glass and I nearly screamed. It was like uh, Shaun of the Dead when they had the zombies in the garden. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, welcome home, James. Um, right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Yuki Mishima, um, a stellar author and a really interesting guy. He was poised to win the Nobel Prize, but they thought he was too young in the end. And he committed ritual suicide before uh, not soon after. He's a great... Jeez, that, oh, that, that no, sentence... That's, that's seppuku, isn't it, I think? Yes, yeah, seppuku or harikiri is the old term for it, I think. Um, wow, that, that sentence was a bloody roller coaster. Um, he's a great person to get into as there's endless interesting things to learn about him. Uh, keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Harry, PS Team Dog. Well, Harry, mm. apart from that, that was a cracking email. Um, I, yeah, I need to read some Murakami. I really do. I have so many books to read at the moment. Um, I will a- attempt to get round to it soon. Right, jolly, good. <coughs> Next, we have an email from Alex O'Neill. <laughs> so, so, you were so invested. <laughs> dear, dear Dan and Mr. Clark, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Planet Broadcast Network uh, of all, which are great, but one of the podcasts in the network is Book Cheat, in which the presenter condenses down iconic books with very funny guests and conversations I would recommend very highly. Thanks Ooh. for all the entertaining content, Alex O'Neill. That's a brilliant suggestion. I like that. What a too. great that idea. Was Book Cheat. Superb. Book cheat, and it's part of the Planet Broadcast Network. Excellent. Right, mm. we're smashing through these. We're just we're so appreciative of um of all of this stuff. Right, hang on. Jack Gilchrist has then emailed in uh, about St Patrick's Hole, which was the last episode, believe it or not, two months ago. Um, greetings from Ireland, uh, Father Clark and Father Moore. Um, oh, I God. can confirm I've never heard of this hole to hell in my entire life. I have no idea what it is. Um, there we go, St. Patrick's Hole, not as famous as you might think. Um, a few episodes ago, Diamond listened to To Pimp a Butterfly. I was wondering if you have since listened to any more music that wasn't written by some monk centuries ago. <laughs> How dare you? Well, based Salve on this Regina's episode, bloody no. lovely. Uh, if you want some more recommendations, I would highly recommend listening to Kanye West. I've actually listened to a bit of Kanye West. Um, when was it? Graduation? Um, I think Graduation was the one that I listened to a fair bit. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is like the magnum opus though i know yeah that's what he's recommending mm. um mm. i'd be happy to send him some more albums to listen to maybe it could become a new corner bringing dan and simon's musical taste into the 21st century or something catchy like that um readers then send in suggestions and you listen to the album and could you share the opinions now that's actually uh with regards from the parish hall jack um wonderful i actually really like that as a suggestion um that we both listen to an album and then we sort of come up with our thoughts i can see a problem which is that dan would absolutely not do it <laughs> <laughs> whenever, well, yeah. whenever we set homework for the Wikicast, <laughs> I think the number of times when you've actually done the homework, I could count on one hand. Oh well, <laughs> like, yeah, probably. I mean, look, I'm a terribly busy person. I've got, I've got many. I've got people to do and and things to see and something like that. Yeah, he's terribly busy, and with his job, which we'll have to talk about in a future episode, because it is very interesting. Mm. Um, but mm. I mean, I'm down for that idea. We now just be up to finding a uh, another co-host who would be, who would also be. So we have an email here from Jay Wright, uh, titled "Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations." He says, "Dear Dan and the other guy, I like this, Jay. This is good. <laughs> I just want to say congratulations to Dan for graduating. Oh, thanks very much. What are your plans moving forward? Will you continue into a higher level of education? Will you seek employment elsewhere? Will I ask another question?" I find out all this and more um, next time. (laughs) (laughs) I've recently been accepted onto a film and television production course at Northumbria University. I went to Manchester for two years and studied visual effects, but unfortunately it wasn't quite what I was expecting. At first I really enjoyed the honeymoon period. At first I really enjoyed it, but the honeymoon period soon ended and I was left seriously questioning what I want to do with my life. After talking to my tutor, I decided to take a year away from uni to evaluate my options. In February, I applied to Northumbria... uh, and after a lot of back and forth, managed to get accepted onto the course. Fortunately, I'll be starting in second year, so it's not a complete do-over. However, all oh, of my nice. friends have graduated this summer, and many of them are already starting jobs and earning respectable money. As I prepare to prepare to go back to uni, I can't help but feel like I'm starting again while everyone around me climbs the ladder of life. I'm also nervous about joining a class where everyone already knows each other, and I'm the odd one out. We had a transfer start in second year on my old course, and they never fully integrated into the class. I guess I'm just looking for reassurance that I made the right decision. Anyway, glad the podcast is back, and I look forward to hours of meandering drivel. Uh, I mean, high-quality non-content. All the best. <laughs> Jack, age 22 and 1861. Uh, Jay. His name's Jay. Says- Jay, age 22 and 1861. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Well, Jay, um, I'd just like to make a reference to Star War- uh, Star Trek. Anyway, um, no, Jay, I, I definitely think you made the right decision. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. 
you, you, it's a year, it's it's you know two years. It's nothing in the context of your life. You've got lots of experiences nope. from that, and now you are pursuing what you actually want to do, which is yeah. you know what is what is worse, you know potentially spending a year that doesn't contribute towards your eventual end job, or doing a job that you fucking hate for a long time before then transferring later on. I definitely think you made the right decision, um, and yes. just because that one guy didn't integrate. That's one guy. It, you know, it, mm. it doesn't have to happen to you. You are the person who determines. Um, you, you are know, the captain what, of your fate and master of your soul. Of your soul, precisely. Um, don't worry about that. Don't worry about friends outstripping you in terms of like being adults. That's what I felt like most of my life, and I'm doing just great. You know, like it. It doesn't matter. It. It, it feels like a year or two years at this time in your life. It's such a long period of time, but in the context of your whole life, it's really not. So, do not worry about it, a Jack. I mean, Jay. Next up, we have an email from Emma Kavanagh. It's been a little while since we've been able to do that. That makes me very happy. Uh, titled, Every Saint's Hole a Goal? Question uh, mark. Dear both, I much enjoyed your episode on St. Patrick's Purgatory. Your attempts at Irish pronunciation were about as good as mine ever are, much to the eternal disappointment of my many great aunts and uncles. I hope that we have some Irish-speaking listeners who can whack out another pronunciation challenge because those always go so well. We need to get Brian, real engineering, mm. on the show so that um, we, we eventually segue into the uh, confession section. <laughs> Let's watch him explode. Um, another fine saint's cave can be found in St. Kevin's Bed. At Glendalough, oh, uh, County Wicklow, where St. Kevin lived as a hermit. It is once said that Kevin, I can't take any saint called Kevin seriously. It is once said uh, that Kevin once went paddling in the lake and stood sto- so still that a bird built a nest in his outstretched hand and laid some eggs in it. Wow. What a, <laughs> what a guy. Fantastic. Um, St. Kevin, everyone. Round of applause. Uh, Glandolo itself don't it will disturb the birds uh, Glandolo mm. itself is incredibly beautiful and well worth a visit I've been told that he might be an ancestor of mine not sure if that's just a family legend either way in these political climes I think he had the right idea I'm just off to live in my cave as a hermit forever <laughs> lovely mit freundlichen grüßen cordialement auguri Emma Kavanagh Kavanagh oh God, she makes a good point. P.S. Very much in favour of a Wikicast riddle of the week. Can you remember what the riddle was, Dan, that you did last time? Oh. It was from the Exeter. Yes, I think I do. Um, um, and we need to find the answer now, because I've forgotten what it was. Oh, was it from the Exeter book? Yeah. It was an example of... Well, I could also read, because Emma's read a lot of postscripts here. Uh, that was P.S. Wikicast riddle of the week. P.P.S. Also massively appreciated the shout-out of the undisputed banger of Walton's The Twelve in the choral piece of the week last month. A few years ago, my co- choir, Jesus College... Jesus College, Cambridge! No, so hang on, it'd be... Kavanagh! Jesus College! No. No, it's the other way around, isn't it? It's Jesus College, Kavanagh! Um, did this as the anthem for a very loud joint evensong with Trinity College. There were no survivors. Um, I found the I found the riddle. Ah, right. So the first one we did, I, I read one, and it, the answer was an onion. Do you remember that yes. one? Yes, yes, I do remember. Okay, and then I read the next one, and we didn't have an answer. For, so for those of you who've been on the edge of your seats for two months, what, shall I shall I reread the riddle briefly to refresh oh, go memories? On. Go on. Okay, here we are. <clears throat> this is a riddle from the Exeter book, which is fantastic and is in the archives of Exeter Cathedral. Very cool. Some fiend robbed me from life, deprived me of worldly strengths, wetted next, dipped in water, took out again, set in the sun, deprived violently of the hair that I had after the hard knife's edge cut me, ground from impurities, fingers folded, and a bird's delight spread useful drops over me, swallowed tree ink over the ruddy rim, portion of liquid stepped on me again, travelled with black track. After, a man clad me with protective boards, covered me with hide and adorned me with gold. Forthwith, adorned me in ornamental works of smiths encased with wire. Now the trappings on the red dye and the wondrous setting wildly make known the helm of the Lord's folk. Never again, guard fools. If children of men want to use me, they will be by that the safer and the more sure of victory. The bolder in heart and the happier in mind in the spirit wiser they will have friends the more dearer and closer righteous and more virtuous more good and more loyal those whose glory and happiness will in- will gladly increase and them with benefits and kindness and they of love will clasp tightly th- with embraces 
Ask what I am called as a service to people. My name is famous, bountiful to men, and myself holy. That's Riddle 25. And, like, and it, I mean, if you're listening to it, a sort of obvious answer that comes is the Bible, but I'm guessing that's not the right answer. That's it. Oh, that is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be like the nice, Onion one, where it was like a sexual innuendo, and it the answer was yeah. actually going to be like a penis or something like yeah. that. It's beautifully written, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. Um, and also, Emma says, um, PPPS recently discovered that my mum was actually a choral scholar at Exeter back in the 80s. So we have a oh, link. Wow. To Emma Kavanagh. How marvellous. We have an email here from Simon Torseth. Uh, Correspondence Corner Tea Party is the is the title. Ooh. He he begins, Dear Messrs Moore and Clark. Lovely order there, Simon. Uh, Long time, lot of read. I've been a reader from the beginning <laughs> and still love listening to your ceaseless banter. I've begun climbing the mountain yet again and I'm now reading through all the episodes one more time. The content isn't getting any better, but to hell with that. I'm listening to Fat Simon and the, I'm listening to, I'm listening to Fat Simon and the Little Man. <laughs> I love it. That's what I love. If we ever if we if we ever uh form a band, we need to be called Fat, Fat Simon, Simon and the Little, and the man. little man. Absolutely. That's that's a that's a nuclear name right there. I have recognized that Dan is quite fond of tea well spotted especially with milk if i am correct this is a british tradition and not all that widespread elsewhere i may be wrong however it would be terrific if you could elaborate on the topic of tea parties i have one coming up i don't know anything about tea other than drinking it hopefully the old dan could chip in uh with some knowledge in this field congratulations with the two-year anniversary and may this never end regards simon p.s i'm sorry for spelling or syntax mistakes since english isn't my native language simon it's wonderful it's better than our english like it is literally it's this was sent on the 26th of july so it's almost certainly too late but what is a tea party dan well you have lots of this i was talking to somebody about this um the other day because you can have like afternoon tea and high tea and various different tea events Mm. i suppose um it depends on your specialty (laughs) yes yeah the difference between afternoon tea and high tea. Afternoon tea is a British food tradition of sitting down for an afternoon treat of tea, sandwiches, scones and cake. Afternoon tea is served around 4pm. When afternoon tea became fashionable in the early 19th century, thanks to Anna, the Duchess of Bedford, it was never intended to replace dinner, but rather to fill in the long gap between lunch and dinner at a time when dinner was served as late as 8pm. High tea differs. The origins of afternoon tea show clearly that it was preserved of the rich... uh, It was a preserve of the rich in the 19th century. For workers in the newly industrialised Britain, tea time had to wait until after work. By that hour, tea was generally served with heartier dishes, uh, which were substantially more than just tea and cakes. Workers needed needed sustenance after a day of hard labour, so the after-work meal was more often hot and filling and accompanied by a pot of good, strong tea to revive flagging spirits. So one is considerably more formal. Uh, than the other. Today, the e- evening meal in a working-class household is still often called tea, but uh, as working patterns have changed yet again, many households now refer to the evening meal as supper. The addition of the word high to the phrase high tea is believed to differentiate between the afternoon tea that is traditionally served on low, comfortable parlour chairs or relaxing in the garden and the works after work high tea that is served at the table. That's interesting. There's a lot of subtlety high, here that even I wasn't aware of. High, high tea because you're literally sitting in a high, high-back dining chair. How curious. But wow. yes, um, tea and milk, marvellous thing. Uh, and Yorkshire, also, Yorkshire Gold is the only tea bag, really. And little, and, then otherwise uh, it's, and it's got to be done in a pot. Triangular sandwiches without crusts, the cucumber sandwiches yeah. with the cuts. Cucumber cut, sandwiches, cut absolutely. Um, and those little tiny shitty stacks of, you know, it's like plates. It's like it's like a pyramid of plates. What's the name? Yeah, for yes, that? yeah. A plate tree. The the, uh, I literally have no idea what you call that. Plate tree. Um, tea party. Hang on. I actually have no idea what you'd call that. It's just a cake display? I think it's, a, yeah, plate stand. Cake shelves. There we go. It doesn't even have a proper name. God, how the English language needs to invent a proper name for them, like Boonschnunkels or something. It's got to yes. be something that sounds possibly a bit less dramatic. <laughs> um, just, you know, some, some, some ridiculously twee name that someone on Great mm. British Bake Off. If, if, someone, if we invent a term and then it eventually gets used on Bake Off, which incidentally, Pixel Girls knows one of the bakers in Bake Off this year. She worked oh, well. at the same school as the young um, one who's like the over, who won the technical last week. Uh, Anna? I can't remember her name. But yeah, Pixel Girl knows one of sure. the people. So there we go. How exciting. There Something we go. Like that. Tea parties, eh? How we've had tea parties and we've had plain song. What a wild, 
What a wild, wild episode of the Wikicast yes. to come back with, huh? We're back in business. So, Simon, what have we learnt today? Uh, well, Daniel, we've learned about Balanchine, Balanchine uh, the horse race in Dubai, uh, otherwise known as the Island of the Middle East, um, which is for female racehorses aged at least four years old. But if you're from the Southern Hemisphere, three-year-olds can also take mm. part. Um, and it was founded after this horse that was written by Frankie Dettori. Um, and also, Frankie Dettori was the first person to win it, but not riding Balanchine. It was riding a horse called Gonfilia. Um, and then I got clickbaited on Twitter because it was about a f***ing horse, because there of course go. it was. What um, a wild ride. We also spoke about what we've been up to in the summer. A lot. Uh, we ha- I've gone through my choral piece of the week, which is Breaking with Tradition, and is the solemn monastic Salve Regina um, from my time at the Eddington Festival, which was thrilling uh all of again all of the links to things that we've spoken about and the actual link to a pdf copy of the uh salve regina printed music uh you'll be able to see in the show notes and there'll also be a link to the fabulous playlist of the wurzels improving mm. popular songs which is how Absolutely. i learned popular music and then after that, of course, we had a return to um, County Pedantry. We had a confession. We Please did. do send your confessions in to spongyelectricalgmail.com. We love confess- getting confessions. Um, you've had two months to do random shit in. You know, you can absolutely, there'll be stuff to talk about, I'm sure. Send us an email. Loads. Loads. And then we also had a very brief critics corner talking about how much you've been enjoying World of Warcraft. For I am a colossal nerd and make no apologies. It is known. And then we rounded off with some, some pretty stellar correspondence. Which was, yeah, cracking. What an episode, Dan. I'm so glad we come back. I love doing this show. Yeah, it's nice to be back, isn't it? I've yeah. missed uh, I've missed this. I've missed the readers. I can see why Voldemort came back. It's just, it's nice. Great. Really, really nice. Welcome back, everyone. We're home and we're going to be doing episodes Welcome. now every week for at least this week. Maybe a week after that as well. Good intentions. Good intentions. And that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook. And if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. Confessions, World of Warcraft Guild membership applications, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you, you next time. time.